the Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. Every year, Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. When he was 12 years old, they went up as usual for the festival. When the festival was ended and they started to return, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but his parents did not know it. Assuming that he was in the group of travelers, they went a day's journey, and they started to look for him among their relatives and friends. They did not find him. They returned to Jerusalem to search for him. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, Child, why have you treated us like this? Look, your father and I have been searching for you in great anxiety. He said to them, Why were you searching for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he said to them. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was obedient to them. His mother treasured all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and in years and in divine and human favor. The Gospel of the Lord. Some correspondence this week over one of my favorite things, church calendars. Someone said, you know, in the lectionary this time of year, Jesus grows up awfully fast. It's just last week he was a babe lying in a manger, right? And this week we have that one story in the canonical scriptures where he is a teenager. And any of you who are acquainted with the Jewish tradition will recognize the fingerprints in Luke's narrative. Jesus is at the threshold of his bar mitzvah, becoming a man. And so when he goes up to Jerusalem with his parents, presumably on their annual or perhaps even semi-annual pilgrimage for one of the great festivals, he stays behind in the temple and begins talking with the teachers and the religious authorities there, doing what all good Jews do, and that is beginning to take command of his own faith and beginning to wrestle with it, not by himself, but in conversation, by asking questions and seeking answers. That's one level at which this story is very normal, you might say. Another level is one that I think anyone who's been a parent will recognize. Jesus is a teenager. Pretty typical, right? And we all know what happens when our children hit those teenage years or even their tween years. The relationship is like this, yeah? Come closer, stay away. Which is very maddening for parents, right? Am I right? Yeah, okay, good, good, yeah. I thought so, 
I thought so. I've been through it once, and I've got another on the threshold. So, yeah, this is, this is the experience. And it's very stressful for parents. From the perspective of the teenager, of course, to paraphrase a saying which has, I think, been attributed to Mark Twain. When I was 13, my parents knew nothing at all, and when I turned 20, I was amazed at how much they had learned in seven years. This is another sort of normal level of what's going on in today's reading. But Luke also knows that we are hearing this narrative in the context of the birth and all of the stories that accompany that. The fact that they were visited by shepherds who said, the angels sent us to you. In our amalgamation of all the Christmas stories, we also take in Matthew, that they were visited by the wise men from the east as well, which is one of the alternative readings for today. That Mary had pondered all these things in her heart, but somehow she seems very forgetful in this moment, right? What were you doing? Like any good mother would when her firstborn seems to go missing. It must have been absolutely terrifying for her and for Joseph. A terror that only experienced parents would recognize. It's a terror that sits in the very bottom of your belly and won't go away until the child is found again. So the line about great anxiety is well taken and probably in many respects understated almost imagine her yelling at her son at this point in the narrative. Luke is planting patterns in his narrative. And one of those patterns is common to all three Gospels that are options for today. One of them I just mentioned is the story of the coming of the Magi, with which you are all familiar. We recalled that in the pageant this year. And we recount that this week as we approach the Epiphany. If you take up what I wrote yesterday to the parish and put the marks over your door again this year, that also recounts the coming of the wise ones from the East. The third gospel is a story of terror also told in Matthew when Herod threatens all of the young babies in Bethlehem, having heard from the wise men about the birth of a king. Joseph is warned in a dream, and he takes Mary, and he takes the baby Jesus, and they flee to Egypt to escape the wrath of the paranoid king Herod. All three stories have in common a sense of making pilgrimage. Whether it's pilgrimage in terror or a pilgrimage following the star or whether it's a pilgrimage to find a youthful self growing into adulthood, it is none the step, the story that we are all experiencing at this time as we begin a new year, 
And that is, as one parishioner put it to me this week, putting one step in front of the other, making pilgrimage. We don't know what Mary and Joseph were thinking at this point in Jesus' life. In some ways, it's depicted as very normal, and maybe there was an expectation that things would remain normal. All of those events around his birth in Bethlehem were now a distant memory. And, you know, if it's like my family, you look at your children growing up and you say, you know, what, who are you and what have you done with my little boy, right? They grow up so fast, and time moves by so quickly, and the infancy becomes buried in the distant past, it seems like, centuries ago in some respects. What they encounter instead is a Jesus who's starting to break out on his own and lay claim, not only to his Jewish heritage, but dropping hints about his divine calling. And if you think we're moving fast now, guess what? Next week, we remember his baptism as an adult, about 20 years later. So things are speeding up. But the reminder to Mary and Joseph is the reminder given to every parent at this point in the development of their children, and that is, these kids are not ours. They don't belong to us. We're here, perhaps, to steward them along and offer them some protection and of course, feed them when they come home, scold them when they get out of line, to do our best. But ultimately, they belong to themselves and they belong to God. And that's a scary thought for all of the investment we put into our children. They are not ours. They belong to someone else. And the time is not ours either. A reminder for all of us entering a new year. There's been a lot of ink spilled and a lot of talking heads over the past week. I'm sure you've heard some of them about the year that was and the year that will be. And what's wearing thin for many of us is this quest we have to return to normal, whatever normal is, right? to return to the way things were. But in fact, if these stories have anything to tell us about where we are as a community and as a people and as a society and as a world at this time, there is no going back to the way things were. We are on pilgrimage. Anyone who's been on pilgrimage will tell you, you don't go on pilgrimage to go back to the way things were. You go on pilgrimage to discover something new. Perhaps to usher in even a new way of seeing and a new way of being in the world. And I suggest to you, as we start 2022, 
together, individually, in our families, by ourselves, with this community, we think of this year not as an attempt to return to what was, but as an embracing of the fact that we are on pilgrimage together. And there we meet our Savior, who is on pilgrimage with us. So that we are not about the business of trying to restore what was, but in fact are embracing the new things that God is giving us even now in the second day of the new year. Good news, like that star that the Magi follow. Like the call to be in the temple discovering who he is that Jesus follows, and then the call to return to Nazareth and become part of this family he's been born into. And to choose that, to choose that, now as someone at the threshold of adulthood. Or to be like the Holy Family fleeing into Egypt in a time of great threat, in a way we're all sort of fleeing at this point from the pandemic, trying to stay safe. But that too, in its own way, is a form of pilgrimage. God is with us there. In Christ. So no matter which way you slice it, we are on the move. But the good news is, we are on the move together. In the light of our Savior. Who has come and who is coming among us. Thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing community welcoming those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You may reach us by phone at 415-388-1907, search for us online, or visit our website at OurSaviorMillValley.org. We wish you God's peace, and we hope to greet you in person very soon. Uh-huh.